Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome to WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. This is your host, Will Marotti. The legendary Joy Burgoyne filling in for the vacationing Matt Sorais and you, our beloved audience, 860-522-9842. Let's go right to the calls. Let's go to Adam Neck. Neil, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Good morning, Will. How are you today? Good, good. So here's the thing I'm thinking is... As an American, there's the, you know, this balloon's going across the country. We see that happening and how our government is not responding. But what is China doing that we're not paying attention to right now because we're so focused on that? Well, there's you not, know, it, it wasn't it, a distraction. I don't know. That, that's the thing. Is there a distraction technique that they're trying to see what, you know, our response time is and what actions we took where, hey, you know what? Let's launch three more of them next month, knowing that, you know, the government's not going to shoot it down over a popular uh, popular or populist area yeah. for a couple of MPs on this thing and disable every electronic possible that they that that would take out. Sure. And it just start something bigger than what we're thinking it is right now, because, you know, you attach an EMP to this thing. You didn't knock out traffic lights, cars, anything make, uh, with electronics. We, we're screwed. We're we're in yeah. bad shape, and and you know if for nothing else though, Neil, I think this is this is probably a test of resolve, and the Chinese see we have no resolve at this point with the with the leadership in Washington, and so maybe this is just was a setup to say you know what Putin did it in Ukraine, let's do it here, and so we're gonna we're gonna go into uh, we're gonna go into Taiwan, well, and, and know, I, I think like it could be that simple. It's like a five-year-old. Let's see how much I can get away with sure. mom and dad before they put their foot down. I mean, sure. like you just said, look what's going on with Putin in Ukraine. Excuse me, Ukraine, Afghanistan. We pulled out of there. We did pretty much nothing for this balloon until it was over water. Right. I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff could have happened between Alaska and South Carolina. Yeah. It's um, I think it's a precursor to something bigger is going to be happening, and we're going to be caught off guard and not prepared. I, I agree. I agree, and I, I don't feel safe with this president. I do not feel safe. I don't feel good for the country with this president at the helm because I feel so like it's like having master, no one at the helm. Happened. Right, and at least something's happened with Ticketmaster or, you know, what happened in 2016. Yeah, oh, let's, let's get on that right away. And Taylor Swift, boy, Ticketmaster, that's a big problem, and the president needs to address that. I mean, you know, it, it's our, just our, it's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. Our priorities are definitely backwards. Yeah, for sure. Neil, yeah. thank you for your call. All right, let's go to uh, Plymouth and Paul. Paul, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Oh, pretty good, Will. Uh, you know, we need to ha ensure that our government is going to bring transparency about uh, foreign policy issues and the use of police uh, force or the military. Now, what a great show for the money. Just think how effective this is. All the money that we spend for this billion-dollar war machine, right, the F-22, yeah. capable of flying 60,000 elevation. Mm -hmm. Now, from what I understand, the weather balloon was 60 to 80,000 feet high, 10 to 12 miles plus or yeah. whatever the math is. Yeah. You can't control that sort of thing from happening because of the traffic that's already up there. Maybe we need traffic control for the elevated stratosphere. How does that Well, there's sound? really we don't not. I, the I don't think there's a lot of traffic above 50,000 feet, Paul. 
Yeah, however, you know, it comes down to this. It's a perceived threat. The government, we let the government do a lot of things to protect mm-hmm. us, to spy on us. Yeah. Our country is the leader in world spying operations along with the Brits. However, it's swinging, the pendulum is swinging the other way in the power strategy, which is what Bushy talks about. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw that the conversation you had with him, you were glorifying war. In other words, we're getting for a billion dollars, look at all this entertainment value and the media value that is created. Well, I got no entertainment out of it at all. I was, I'm was i very disheartened by it, Paul. I think you, re- you read that conversation entirely the wrong direction. I'm embarrassed for our country. I'm very worried about our country. There's no entertainment value that. at you all. I heard that at the last caller. And, and so the point is we relinquish up a lot of control over the foreign policy issues. The, the United States drives, and they have driven through numerous administrations. I disagree with you. It's not all Biden. It's every administration. The balloons went through under Trump. He did nothing. Why? You can't, you know, for one, for the other. Uh, somehow, you know, you've got to get past this antithesis to what is already here, reality, rather than, you know, take partisan side, because with Trump, you're not going to win. There's already a fracture in the Republican Party. Uh, no, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with that, and that's why I said I, I didn't feel I haven't felt safe since Ronald Reagan. That was the last time I think the country was really in super good hands was with Reagan. Paul, I'm gonna let you go because I got a full board. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Avon. Tom, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, uh, on the balloon, I'm mostly disappointed. We're told that we have expert computer people. Yeah. And nobody in the government could take control of that balloon. That's, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and just stop whatever was happening, bring it down, sign, you know, by using the controls that the Chinese were going to use to bring it down. It's got to be, <laughs> it is disgusting. Yeah, I, I feel really bad about so, it. And, and I don't know. You know, in terms of entertainment, I'm not sure what Paul was talking about. I felt no entertainment, entertainment. value at all. I feel, uh, I feel despair. I feel disappointment. I feel embarrassment, and and I, I certainly don't feel safe with this president leading the country. I don't feel safe at all. And I and I'm sure there are millions and millions of Americans who agree with me. I agree with you. Yeah, Tom. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Let's go to let's go to Cheshire and, and Rick. Rick, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yeah, Pastor Will, your instincts are, are accurate. We are not as safe as, as we need to be. So so that's and there are millions of us that feel the same way. With this balloon, and living here in Connecticut surrounded by liberals that seem that they can't critically think or that they just pretty much parrot whatever they hear on mainstream media. When I was having a conversation with somebody, I talked about it, I said that this, this should have been shot down over Alaska the second that it entered the United sure. States airspace. And they, were, and, and they said that, well, they brought up the argument, well, what if it's bioweapons? What if it, you know, what all, what, what could that? So the same people that want to say they don't want to get down to the origins of COVID, they say you're xenophobic when you talk about China and COVID. The, the same country that let domestic flights, cancel domestic flights uh, in, in, in China and let international flights during COVID. Now they could possibly be sending bioweapons to us now. 
So you can't have both sides of it. China, the history of China, if people would honestly look at the history of China and the Chinese Communist Party, they are looking to dominate the planet, the the globe. And the only thing standing in their way is the United States of America. So with that being said, they are our enemy. And to have them have the ability to do what they just did is disgustingly weak and uh, and it just looks bad across the board. We've been talking about the ability of these balloons to fly over our country from back in Obama's day that they can send out electronic pulses that will decimate sure. our electric grid. Sure, yeah. So we, I mean, knew, it, we knew that was a possibility. A lot to be and afraid of. let that happen. A lot to be. They want, they want to eliminate the United States as a world power so they can dominate the world. That's an enemy, and they need to be treated as such. Well, maybe, Rick, maybe, Rick, the philosophy is because this administration and others in, in their elk, uh, it, it, maybe they feel um, that, you know, because of equity, everybody should be at the same level. Maybe that's what they see on a global perspective. They want us and China and Russia and Iran all to be at the same level, all have the same capability, all have, the, you know, and, and that's not how people play in the sandbox. That's not even close to reality. Right. And so right. who knows what these people are thinking? They're so backward. They're so warped. We have yeah. no idea you what they're who, thinking. The people who aren't globalists, which our administration, you are, we, are, we are in the middle of the worst administration in the United States history, without a doubt, Amen. on many levels. But do you know who is not globalist? China. <laughs> they are not globalists. So that's what you need to worry about. This whole right. idea of being globalist and being inclusive yeah. and having one yeah. world order and all yeah. they, okay. That's China's not worrying about what pro t- pronouns they're to use. They're not worrying about the pronouns. <laughs> they're not worrying about any of that. They're worried about dominating the world. Uh, we're in trouble, expense. Rick. We're in trouble. I'm telling you. I'm right feeling very un- insecure. Very insecure. Uh, Unfortunately, those are, those are good instincts. Rick, thank you so much for your call. Appreciate it. All right, let's take a quick break. <coughs> John, uh, Massachusetts, you're going to be up next. Rudy, I see you out there. Hang on there. Take a quick break. We'll come back, 860-522-9842. And then we're going to talk about this uh, chat, chat GPT, very, uh, artificial intelligence, another area that I'm very concerned about. Uh, it came out as fast as COVID, it seems like, untested, untried. We'll see what a COVID vaccine. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but we'll be back to take more of your calls when we return. Crappy radio signal? Then listen to WTIC on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. That's the question, the balloon. Would you like to ride in a beautiful balloon? I'm telling you, it's just, it, it, it's not funny. It's sad. But this is, this is what we have right now in this country, and this is the leadership, the feckless, ineffective weak leadership we have in this country right now let's go to uh john in massachusetts john thanks for holding welcome to the show hey will you know we have almost three hundred fifty thousand chinese national students studying uh science technology engineering at some of our most prestigious universities you're talking cal poly mit stanford and yale and the chinese communist party is making donations through shell companies, foundations, to many of these schools. So what are these people studying? What are these Chinese students studying? Some of them are studying ways to make labor more efficient 
since the Chinese population isn't keeping up with the economy. Right, right. What are, the, what are some of the ways that they do labor? They have ethnic Kazakhs, ethnic Uyghurs, uh, Buddhists in Tibet that they need to get more production out of from a labor standpoint using forced labor or slave labor. Yeah. And to be able to use what they learn here to apply that, to apply it to prison labor, to be able to get more effective organ removal from prisoners to be able to use in the Chinese population, these are things that are very valuable to China. So when we look at Yale, should we be proud of Yale and say, you know what, in one way, we should be so proud of Yale, you're contributing to this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should sing the Yale fight song. <laughs> go, Bulldogs, go. Go, Yale. Yeah. Can you well, imagine, <laughs> is there a shred of embarrassment, no. of guilt felt in New Haven? Is not there, not well, in New Haven, there isn't. No, or any other university that's participating. There's not, an, there's not any guilt or shame felt whatsoever. No. The guilt and no, shame should be, should be us with allowing these things to happen and having a, a, a an ineffective government fostering it. That, that We should feel the shame for allowing that to happen as citizens. So when Yale puts through their diversity, equity, inclusion training, should someone stand up and say, what about slavery? Yeah. Is this something you're against? <laughs> say it. Come out and say it. Come out and be, and be heard. I'm sorry, Will. I, I, it yeah. gets me too emotional. No, no, John, you're, you're, you bring up an, an, a valuable point that's overlooked by most of us, and it's just part of the enormous challenge we face when trying to deal with this country, and, and quite frankly, not our friends, the Chinese. It's just, just a horrible, horrible situation. John, thank you so much. Thank for you, calling. Will. Thanks for holding. I appreciate you. Uh, let's go to uh, the Southern Command. Rudy in Florida. What's up, Rudy? Good morning, Pastor Will. He left out the fact that the Chinese use another Ivy League school, the University of Pennsylvania, to buy the White House and Joe Biden. Um, they're entrenched. I got two things, though. I'm talking the same topic, but I just came across something. Do you know what our budget was last year? Yes. Our spending? Our spending was $6.48 trillion. Do you know what the government took in for revenue? Yeah. Five trillion. Fifty-two <laughs> percent of the revenue of the United States government right now is property. T- I mean, personal income taxes. Yeah. Thank you, Democrats, because our yeah. our well, income tax is going to start going up. Yes, our income tax is going to go up thanks to Joe yep. Biden. And um, this country's the weakest it's, it's been since probably Never. Jimmy Carter. Oh, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Drop the ball in Afghanistan. And and, um, and and don't think for a second that our response in Afghanistan and our response to Ukraine is not prompting the Chinese to do what I've read others say that there's going to be a Taiwan invasion in the next two years. Don't think it's I don't think it's an accident. Two years. We're already moving. If, if we get that far, if we get that far, we're Rudy, let you go. I got to fit some other calls in before the break. But thank you as always, sir, for calling. Uh, let me go to uh, uh, Dave in Northford. Dave, welcome to the program. Good morning, Pastor. Well, I'm looking at the clock. I have about a minute, maybe a minute and a half. You got about a minute because I got another call to fit in. Go ahead. All right, I got. I got. I'm one of the millions who completely agree with you. 
If Donald Trump was in office, this thing would have been shut down over the illusions, end of conversation, yeah, sent the message to China. You're done. Don't do it again. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it was shut off over Montana, shut down over Montana, you kill a couple of cows, you slaughter them, you donate the food to a food bank, and you fill, feed hundreds of people. To let it go across the country is an like the word you keep using. It's an embarrassment. Yeah, it's an it embarrassment, is. and I don't feel safe with this administration. And I also give a shout out to all the liberals. If they don't have buyer's remorse now, yeah. what does it take? Well, you know, again, they have a different worldview than we have, Dave, and and their worldview. Yeah, is but that- yeah, but. America's a horrible country, and let's do all we can to bring it down. That's, that's An old law school roommate used to tell me, you could yeah. teach them to read and teach them to write, but you can't teach them to think. Yeah, amen, Dave. Thank you. All right, one quick last call to uh, John in Woodbury. John, go ahead. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, I think the problem here with China is a lot deeper than what people are might be realizing anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the issue is, is that Canada is an issue. They have been, uh, Trudeau has been working war games, military games, with the Chinese for many, many years. They have barracks up there mm-hmm. uh, in Canada. Yeah. And I'm not so sure we're being told the truth how many of these balloons were released. And I'm not so sure they were all released from China. Uh, they could have been released from Canada, put into the jet stream, and who knows? I don't, no, I, I don't think this one particular one was because it 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 came you know came to us west of Alaska, so well, I don't know. I'm not even sure how many are out there. I was I don't know today how that, that but, and that's the problem, John. We don't know, and we should know, and that's the problem, John. Thank you for your call. All right, going to take a break. We'll come back. You had 300 friends on Facebook, and WTIC isn't one of them. Hmm. I thought we were closer than that. All right, welcome back, everybody. 1038 WTIC News Talk 1080. Um, let's let's change gears here for a little bit. I mean, as, as much as we're frustrated about the balloon story, uh, something that I, I've been talking about for several weeks, and, and I don't really understand it, and that's why I've asked our next guest to come on. I'm very concerned about AI. I'm very concerned about the technology. I'm very concerned about uh, the the oversight Um who, who programs, who controls. I do know that Elon Musk has said uh, about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, uh, the thing that scares him the most is AI because of what, what the potential is and how rapidly things are advancing. And so there's a new application out, talked about this last week, uh, chat GPT, fastest growing app in the history of the world, faster than anything that's ever come out before. And and what is exactly, what, what does it do? What are the capabilities what are the potential i've got numbers of stories here anyway i've invi- invited and he's on the line uh, lon seidman is the host and producer of lon tv it's a consumer technology video show on youtube amazon he's got three hundred thousand subscribers pretty cool he's also uh i'm familiar with him from ctnewsjunkie.com and he, and he writes for them some other folks as well and, and uh he's just got a, a good background so i want to get somebody that really knew what they were talking about and help us understand this, uh, you know, AI and particularly ChatGPT. So, Lon, welcome to uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So, for those of us who are or nominally familiar with the computers, can can you ex- ex- just explain the basics of of AI 
Mm -hmm. and, and how did we go from when it was first kind of developed to now we have an app? <laughs> how did that Sure. Yeah. So I, I think in a nutshell, the best way to look at it is that AI is a, is a pattern recognizer in that you give it a bunch of data yep. and you tell it kind of like what you're looking for. And it will go into that data and it will pull out patterns that it finds in common. And, you know, it, it's developed at kind of an exponential rate most recently, I think, because the computers that we have now are able to handle a significant amount of, of input. You know, if you look back to like the Apollo landings when they yeah. were having trouble with the computer keeping up, you know, mm -hmm. now, now it's, it, they're able to just give it a fire hose and it can analyze that data because of the ability to scale these things up to the extent that they are. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at something like ChatGPT, um, not only is it recognizing patterns of human communication, it's also able to generate patterns that we recognize as good communication. And right. I think that's kind of it's not smoke and mirrors necessarily, but I, but I think part of it is is almost an illusion in the sense that it's able to fit back things to us in a way that looks like the patterns that we're used to. And I, and I think that's what makes it so kind of scary or interesting okay. or both. <laughs> um, I, I guess the thing that I'm concerned about and, and not understanding it as well as I as I could or should uh, you know, I, I think of the, you know the space odyssey. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. the computer takes control of the spaceship and and it protects itself so no one can turn it off. And you know, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just concerned. Are we heading that way? And at, at what point does it get so advanced that you know maybe maybe it is possible that we have a hard time controlling it? Number one, number two. Um, is there any like particular advancement in computer technology that makes AI possible today when it wasn't possible 20 years ago? Oh yeah. I think, I think just that, that notion of, first of all, as far as what's possible today is just the ability to, 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 to transact this volume of data. Yeah. Um, and if you look at how it's scaled down, you know, speaking of Elon Musk, you know, he, he runs one of the largest AI companies in the world, which is Tesla mm -hmm. um, because every one of their vehicles has, pretty extensive AI capabilities just built into the car right. to know where it is, know what mm -hmm. it's looking at. I mean, as you're driving, it identifies the types of vehicles around you and puts them on the display for you. I mean, it's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's, that exponential development of processing power has really gotten us to where we are. From an ethical standpoint, you know, I think that's, that's the great unknown because, you know, let's look at Google and chat GPT and all these other things. I mean, surely there's probably some eth ethical um, discussions going on within these companies because they have a fiduciary interest in being ethical because if their computers start killing people, that's not going to be good for business. But uh, think about a government like North Korea or some other country sure, where, sure. you know, their objective might be to kill people. And, and mm -hmm. so, you know, th this technology has the capacity for that. I was at a, a, a trade show for video production and these folks were showing off a camera that can follow a specific person around. So you could have a room full of people or, you know, you were hosting your show, right? And, and the camera will follow the host and it follows the host because you train it as to what the host looks like, you know, uh, so transpose that onto a, a Gatling gun, <laughs> that could right, you, you know, right. so, you know, so there's, there's, there's definitely areas where this can be used for, you know, for nefarious purposes. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to require, I think, you know, some ethics to come into play. Um, the big question is, you know, this is probably where faith comes in is, is does it have a soul, right? Can it, yeah, is yeah. it thinking? Is it just regurgitating patterns? Like, I don't, I think that's, 
that's the big question. Does, is there a point in which it can start thinking on its own and, and become a, a, a self-aware thing? I don't think we're there yet. Um, no. but, but I mean, is that why Elon Musk is afraid of it? Because he uses it now. He sees the capability and he understands the potential. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I, I, I look at, you know, I've got a Tesla and it can drive itself. I tell it where I want it to go. I don't do it a lot, but because it's not perfect <laughs> yet. <laughs> but um, but it but it, it will try. It'll drive me places and that it is driving based on an artificial intelligence and you know, how they train that artificial intelligence to look for those patterns is that every Tesla car on the road, irrespective of whether or not it has the self-driving feature enabled mm-hmm. and paid for, mm-hmm. is collecting data so that it can learn collectively. Mm. And <laughs> no, it's example, like the Borg. I mean, this is yeah. just like... <laughs> well, you know, there's some really, there's some really interesting examples. In talking about balloons, you know, Google had a, an AI piloted balloon project that they were working on um, yeah. as a cheaper alternative to satellites. And they discovered that the thing started navigating itself because it, it, it yeah. developed a way to, to you know, to, to navigate winds because it was told to stay in this position and it figured out a way to do it. Wow. Um, there's other examples of computers that are taught to play a game like Tetris, which never mm-hmm. ends, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, it's taught that losing is bad and, and keeping the game going is good. And it discovered that if it just paused the game, it never loses. You know, so there's these these moments of insight that it develops on its own based on what its objectives are and what, what data is being put into it. You know, and we, and we talk about, we say it, right. We talk about mm-hmm. it like it's a personality, like it's a person. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a series of processed algorithms, right? I mean, it's a, it, 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 that's where you say, when, when does it, when does it, it start thinking for itself? Does it have a soul? Does it, have, you know, there's not really an it, right. It's a, right. It's a it's a universe almost to itself in that in that yeah, regard. I, exactly. And I think that's you know, I, I've said to people, look, I, I, I think as scary as the AI stuff is, I think it actually will help us understand what being human is, because I don't personally think that these things are going to become self aware. I just don't you know, they're not uh, wired the same way we are. Um right, right. and so it's just gonna be a continual regurgitation of, of of patterns going in and patterns going out. There's significant benefits to, um, to how it can work. I mean, I've seen, I, I talked to a company that in industrial um, uh, machinery that, that is working with Hyundai on their, on their assembly line, they have an AI that looks at the robots that are building the cars yeah. and it's finding these, these very small uh, changes in oscillations of gears and stuff and discovering that if they if they notice a certain oscillation early enough they can fix something that prevents the machine from breaking down and they had an x percent increase in productivity as a result of these machines working more reliably because they can see things before we can and and i think that's the sort of stuff again based on pattern inputs that uh the strength of this is but it's not really thinking you know and if you go into chat gpt and spend any time with it you you ask it to write a story it, it it generally follows a very similar uh, pattern because that's mm-hmm. what it's been trained on. Um, so, so, so it's not here, here's some, here, we're, we're talking with Lon Seidman from, uh, well, I'm well, Lon TV, but from number, a number of things, you're very busy. I, I like that about you. Um, here, here's from business insider. It says talking about uh, chat GP, GPT may replace jobs and it starts listing all the jobs that could be replaced. Advertising, content creation. Ooh, you don't like that. Technical writer, journalism, paralegals, legal assistants, market research analysts, teachers, financial. It's got a list of, of, of jobs that they see AI, you know, could replace at one point. Then we're talking about, uh, and, and this from, from, um, uh, 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 yeah, 
Uh, oh, this one from uh, from you guys from um, from CT. CT News: The digging into AI and algorithms uh, bias in state government. You know, how, you know what are we going to do when, when AI starts making state decisions? And mm-hmm. should we be concerned about who's it? So I, I think it's going to happen. I, you know, I, I like still going to stores, but but Amazon's changed the world, right? So it, it's not a question of, well, you, you're never going to go back to the way it was, right? Amazon's here to stay. It's never going to change. Is that kind of like how we're at with AI? It, you're not going to get the horse back in the corral. It's already out there. It's already doing its thing. The best you can do is adapt to it. The best you can do is, is monitor and control it properly. Are we in the same situation? Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, it's, it's funny, to a large degree, I work for an algorithm um, on, my, on my YouTube channel where a bulk of my revenue comes from is, is from really? YouTube AI suggesting my video content for viewers that are interested in it. And wow. I, started from, I started from scratch. Like I, I, I did not come in from a, you know, a TV background where I had a bunch of audience already following me to this new platform. I started mm-hmm. from zero. And um, what it did is it started putting my content in front of people that it felt shared a similar interest. And over time, it, you know, it kind of developed its momentum there. And that's, that's how it works. Um, and it, it, it was great for me from an opportunity standpoint, I think for anyone in media that you have an opportunity, I think anyone listening, you know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you do something that, that provides value to the world, the AI is pretty smart about knowing where the market is for that. Um, so, you know, I think there's some, there's some real benefits, you know, in, in the sense that, uh, there's opportunities that are created for individuals to, to amplify their and grow their reach that they mm-hmm. wouldn't have had before. Cause I, cause really I didn't have to go and get hired. Right. I, it, I just started putting videos on this platform and, and the AI the was AI, directing people to you. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, <sighs> certainly there's guard, there's guardrails to it, but it, it's very much a, a, almost a free market in the sense that. You know, you're either going to live or die based on what the market's going to require. And what's been right. interesting doing this now for 10 years is that that marketplace has changed, right? Like it, it's sure. what people are looking for in the technology space that I cover is very different than it was five or six years ago. Um, and so, you know, adjusting <laughs> to that has been has been challenging. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to go back in. I think there's too much of our economy now is dependent upon you know, some of the, the basic AI that we have in place now. And a lot of it's machine learning, you know, where, mm. where it's like that factory example. Sure. Um, and somebody's got to run this stuff. And, and ultimately, the power consumption is such that I think these AIs will rely upon us to keep it alive. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to eliminate us. But, um, well, it would be nice know, if you had to just unplug it and it would stop, right? Yeah, you like, can, right. <laughs> let, let's talk about, while, you, while you're on, Let's talk mm-hmm. about Lawn TV. I'm I'm fascinated. Tell us more about Lawn TV and how we can how we can look in and 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 catch what you're doing. Yeah, so it kind of started by accident. Um, and you know what what happened was I was reviewing stuff. Long story, I got into a, an Amazon um, review program. Speaking of Amazon, uh, and I started doing reviews on Amazon just as a hobby. And you know they they recognized some of the response that my reviews were getting from, from customers. And they started sending, they have a program called Vine where they send you uh, products yeah, from yeah. Amazon to mm-hmm. you for, to review. Right. And I started parking the videos on YouTube. And mm-hmm. I discovered over time that these videos, thanks to the, the AI, <laughs> the mm-hmm. rudimentary one they were using at the time, uh, was getting put in front of people. And that the aha moment for me was I reviewed an external hard drive that you would buy at an office supply store, you know, the most boring thing in the world. Mm. Uh, it was $79. I shot the video with my phone. <laughs> and I noticed that I was getting a lot of traffic on YouTube from India for this product. 
Huh. And I was like, why is that? And, and when I started thinking about it, it was, well, $79 in the U.S. is not you know, a huge amount of, of, of someone's take-home pay, but in India, it, it could be a week's a month's pay for yeah, some folks. Yeah. And so they're going to spend a lot more time you know, re- looking for reviews of everything to make sure it's exactly what they want. And I started a rinse and repeat, right, where well, let me buy some more affordable stuff and review sure. it and see what the response rate is to that. So I, I try to stick to the affordable areas of technology. Yeah, so yeah. I, a bulk of what I do are product reviews. Um, a bulk of what I uh, get for viewership are from people who don't follow me. So about 80 percent of my traffic comes from people who are not subscribed, but they're looking for a review of a specific product. Wow. So it's a matter of finding That's the right amazing. stuff. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm fascinated by that. That is amazing. 80%. My gosh. Yeah. Yep. It's never changed. And what's funny is if I've met other YouTubers who are more, you know, more uh, popular than I am in, in this space and, and theirs is the reverse. Um, huh. So there's a, this young guy out in, uh, in New York, uh, his name is Marcus Brownlee. He's uh, he started when he was in high school um, and he's got, you know, millions of subscribers. He's yeah. making a fortune. Um, his was, I, I met him at a, an event and I said, Hey, just out of curiosity, what's your ratio between subscriber and non? He's like, Oh, about 90% subscribed. Wow. So, yeah. So it's, so I'm, I'm really a commodity, um, huh. which is great because I can walk around the airport and not get recognized by anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but it's, uh, but yeah, so, but I, I'm, but as a commodity, I'm replaceable. Right. So, uh, so you don't let it get to your head. It's really about, you yeah. know, how do I provide yeah good quality information for somebody who's looking for it at that time. And they may never come back again. And that's okay. Wow. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm having so many ideas of different paths. I'd love to talk to you about. I, I just reached out to you on LinkedIn. Um, I'd like to have you back on again. There's, <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by what you do. And I, I think it's kind of cool. And I'm sure others are as well. If I'm fascinated by it, I'm just a regular person. So I'm, I'm sure others are as well. So last last question. We're going to wrap up with with, uh, with Lon Seidman. Um, AI is here to stay. Is it something we should embrace? Is it something we should be cautious about? Both. I mean, how how do we how do the how does the average person want to approach approach AI right. at this point? I, I think it's all of the above. I I think it's it's something where you know it 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 needs to develop because I think the economy is going to depend on it. Yep. It needs to develop because adversaries will be using it in ways that are not good good for us, and we need to have that counter battery, right? Like, okay. you know, at a minimum, knowing to recognize it. Um, mm-hmm. it you know, an AI will recognize other AI, right? right. Um, so, right. you know, it's not, it's not going anywhere. And I, I think what's happening is that, you know, Google's had these tools for a while, and they haven't rolled them out because they were afraid of what the public reaction is. Now you've got a startup that's just blatantly rolling it out, ChatGPT, and, mm-hmm. and creating a problem for their business. So February 8th, in two days, Google is rolling out their version of it. Oh boy. Um, so it, it, the arms race is, is going to continue both, <laughs> you know, in the commercial market and, the, and in the, the, world, uh, the world stage. So it's wow. just, uh, yeah, I think we need to develop some, some guidelines and guardrails and ethics around what we should or should not be doing with this. Yeah. Hey, listen, thank you, Lon, so much, Lon Seidman. Thanks for coming on today. I'd love to have you back on again. Um, you got really, really some cool stuff going on. Thank you so much. Anytime. I, I sit here in my basement lair making videos, so I'm always around. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. All right, guys, that's it. We're out of time. Tony, I'm sorry we need to get your call. Can I get one more call, Joey? No. No? Okay. <laughs> You're out. All right, hey, guys, thank you so much. Great show today. Uh, I'm going to be on a little bit early tomorrow. I'm, I'm filling in for an hour for Brian, so uh, uh, the show will be 8 to 11 tomorrow. 
So you want to tune in early. Help me out with some calls. 860-522-9842. Uh, Joey, thanks so much. Uh, everybody, thanks for the calls. Uh, appreciate it. Steve Bucci, Lance Simon. God bless you guys. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock.